T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, Marks and Reese, we are back as we are uh, two days, five hours or so. Away from Eagles and Giants to discuss, we send it up to New York and go to an expert, uh, CBS, NFL, and of course our sister station in New York, WFAN, Boomer Esiason joins Marks and Reese. Boomer, how you doing? Hey guys, great to talk to you guys. Big week this week down here in New York. I know down there in uh, Philadelphia it's got to be just as big and I certainly can't wait for uh, until Saturday night. So what has it been like uh, this week on the airways? I mean, that's a big win last week for the Giants. Daniel Jones, I don't know if I've seen him look better uh, as a quarterback, especially in a big moment like that. I'm, I'm wondering, what, 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 what has it been like from a fan standpoint up there? Are they buying into the Giants? Are they buying into Daniel Jones? Yeah, they bought into the Giants right around midseason when they realized that they had a hell of a coach on their hands in Brian Dable. So, he, Wink Martindale, Mike Kafka, their offensive coordinator, Wink, of course, defensive coordinator, completely changed, you know, the way that they do things here. And quite frankly, it's, it's an old-school approach, Ike, and you can understand this, where the coach is not afraid of getting in anybody's face. And when you're a new coach taking over a team that's going through a transition, yet you have a four-year quarterback that you're not sure what you have, uh, you can actually be tough on everybody. So both um, Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley have been playing for contracts, and right around the middle of the season – all of a sudden we saw a transformation in Daniel Jones and he's not turning the ball over the way he did the previous three years. And, and now the giants think that they have found their quarterback of the future. And I think your assessment of his performance last week against the Vikings is spot on. It was his best performance as a pro he's been in control. The one thing that I will say in regards to him, I feel like he's doing all the heavy, heavy lifting for the giants offense. Now Saquon is a big part of that. But Daniel runs, he throws, he, uh, he takes some hits, he stands in the pocket. He, you know, he is a, a guy that has really blossomed under this coaching staff. So, yeah, they've all bought in. And, by the way, guys, uh, we up uh, here in New York hate you guys down there in Philadelphia, at least for this week. Yeah, the Phillies Mutual. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and, I, and I'm not even a Giant fan, by the way. <laughs> my my hatred comes from my, my passion of the New York Rangers and my hatred for the Flyers. Ah, wow, the, yes. you don't have to worry about the Flyers much these days, Boomer. Yeah, we got Tortorella down here, too, oh, man. How about right. that? That's right. Um, yeah, I like John Tortorella, but that's a, that's a story for another day. So <laughs> let's go on. Um, so does it feel like the, that Daniel Jones has another game like last week in him, specifically talking about Saturday night? Like, are, are you expecting the Giants? What are you expecting from the Giants Saturday all right, well, first of all, uh, everybody uh, going into the game last week, at least up here, there was a prevailing thought 
that they were going to be able to manhandle the Minnesota Viking defense. You know, that's why most people around the NFL didn't really give the Vikings much of a chance to go to the Super Bowl this year, even with their record, because their record really wasn't uh, uh, indicative of who they were as a team. Their, their defense is one of the worst defenses in football. I've never seen anything like it. Like Ed Donatel, their defense coordinator, I mean, kept running the same stuff over and over and over and just sat back in these zones. And, you know, I, I don't know. It was just, it was, it was like easy pickings for the Giants and, I expected Daniel to play well last week. This week, I think it's going to be a much bigger struggle. I mean, look, you got a team with 70 sacks coming in. You got four guys on that defense that have double digit sacks. You have the, the interception leader at safety. You have two outstanding corners. I mean, this is a completely different set of circumstances. The one thing the Giants, I think, do have going for them going into this game is that in week 18, even though Saquon and, and uh, Daniel Jones and a couple other guys didn't play, and it was Davis Webb and it was Jalen Hurts back on the field for the the Eagles, and the Eagles had to win the game for the number one seed. I think the Giants believe that that game is indicative to them or indicates to them that they can hang with the Eagles. I'm not so sure that that's the case. I don't believe that to be the case, and I do think that they're stepping into a hornet's nest against a very, very good team. Yeah, and, and the reason they found themselves here, Boomer, I, I believe, and you would know better being closer to the situation up there, is that they have a head coach who understands who they are, but probably more importantly, who they aren't as a football team. And he seems to put them in a position where they could at least maximize their potential. They find themselves in close games, and then they find a way to win the games. So what's your thoughts on Brian Dayball and how his how he's impacted that uh, that football team? Well, I think he should be the coach of the year, honestly. Nobody gave the Giants uh, much of a thought going into the season, and I think their over-under number was probably right around five games. And, you know, the fact that they, you know, snuck in, I don't want to say snuck in because you win nine games in this league, uh, that's worth something, especially when you can rest your main guys in Week 18 where you already know that you're going to be the sixth seed. So that's quite an accomplishment for him. But, you know, I think, like, the uh, the NFL has a, a funny thing going on. So we have a lot of these young guys – that are taking over as head coach, Kevin O'Connell up in uh, Minnesota, of course, all coming like from the Sean McVay, Mike Shanahan tree, and everybody wants that next Sean McVay. And maybe Nick Sirianni is along those lines too. Maybe they coach a little bit differently. But the thing about the Giants is these are grizzled veteran NFL coaches, and Dayball has been a veteran of a Nick Saban staff, of a Bill Belichick staff. So he's been around the league. He knows it, and he knows how to treat players. And he stepped into a – a really unique position where he could be judge, jury, and executioner, if you will, because he and the GM, Joe Shane, came in from Buffalo together. <clears throat> and they built that team together around with Brandon Bean and, of course, Sean McDermott around Josh Allen. So I think that's what they're trying to do here. They're trying to do that with Daniel Jones. Daniel's a good player. He's not at the level of uh, Josh Allen, but he's kind of similar the way that he plays and what he's asked to do. So if they're going to win – He's going to have to run for 75 yards. He's going to have to throw for at least 250 yards. Cannot have any turnovers. And they're going to have to have a break here or there in order to win this game in my eyes. Boomer, you're on your thoughts and, and being a former quarterback with Jalen Hurts and the injury that he has. And when you hear shoulder, I think a lot of people are thinking the outside of the shoulder or the throwing aspect of the shoulder. It seems like it was more like the collarbone area of the shoulder. Um, the amount of time that's passed – 
I don't. We don't know if he's a hundred percent. It seems like he's pretty close to it. But how difficult is it to play like that, even at this point? And do you think that will affect the way they call the game or the way that he plays the game? You know, believe me when I say this. Uh, in the fourteen years that I played in the NFL, I never broke a bone. So I don't know what it's like to play under those circumstances. If we believe it to be some sort of stress fracture or fracture in the collarbone area, um, all I know is that the way that he plays, the athlete that he is. And the running that he does in the field, I mean, you know, the fact that he was out there in week 18 tells me that, you know, now, 10 days later, 12 days later, you know, he should be somewhat uh, healed from this thing because it's been a long time since he got injured against the Bears. And I would think that he's got to be close to 100% now. And I'm glad to see that, you know, he was able to go out and play against the Giants in week 18, get back on the field, um, feel the speed of the game, and then take a rest. I think he's going to be... Uh, on point this week. I think he's going to have a great game against the Giants. Um, and like I said, you know, he has great players around him. When you put their skill group together, which includes the quarterback, it, right now it's got to be a top five to you know six group uh, collectively. That can't be said about the Giants. The Giants have a premium running back for sure in Saquon. They have a really good quarterback. We're not really sure where he slots in yet in the top 10 or maybe the top 15. But the wide receiver crew and the tight end crew are basically pedestrian players that are, you know, trying to make their way in the NFL. And the thing that I can appreciate is that guys like Isaiah Hodgins or uh, Daniel, uh, what's his name, uh, Slayton, uh, these guys are guys that are fighting to keep their jobs. I mean, and next year, you know, they're going to be going out and trying to find somebody either in free agency or high in the draft to build around Daniel and help him and take some of the pressure off of him. So I, I don't know. I just I just see Jalen as a player that is when he's healthy and he's real, you know, and he's raring to go. You know, he is he's gotten to that point now where he should be able to play at a very, very high level. And I would expect that come Saturday night. I tell you, a year ago at this time, uh, Boomer, I don't think many of us could have envisioned uh, Jalen playing the quarterback position at the level we played at this year. You could certainly make the case he's been the MVP of the league, certainly through the time, 14 weeks. We'll see how that shapes out. But just want to get your thoughts on the sort of leap he made uh, after his second year into this third year to where he basically played at an elite level as a quarterback. Just your thoughts from afar watching Jalen. Well, two things for me. One, uh, I knew that when he was uh, first starting out that he was a terrific athlete. You can see that he was relying a lot of that uh, to get out of pressure and, and you know he would create first downs with his legs and I think his teammates really became or, you know came to really appreciate him especially in lieu of what went down with Carson Wentz there so when I think about he as the alternative to Carson Wentz and all the money that Carson was making and maybe a little bit distant from his teammates you know Jalen's right there in the mix he's right in the middle of the locker room and I know the guys love him and they know that he is the guy that makes this whole thing go regardless of what Micah Parsons or anybody else may say out there um, you, the quarterback is the one that drives the entire team. And with his effort and his energy, you could see the team responds to him. So uh, I remember coming on this station, and I forget who it was with. Uh, it was about two years ago. And I said, you know, I just don't know where Jalen Hurts is going to end up once his career is over. But the one thing I do know is that he has a chip on his shoulder. He plays at an, an athletic game. And if they put the right guys around him, then I think that they can really get the most out of him. And that's where Howie Roseman comes in. Um, you know, he may have built one of the two best, maybe three best rosters in the NFL and did it smartly around his young, cheap, 
quarterback. Now, that's not going to be the case next year because Jalen's going to get a huge raise, and he deserves one. But I, I think that uh, his ascension to where he is now, and hopefully he's healthy come Saturday night for his team, um, I think the sky is the limit for him. Uh, you, you, you picked the Eagles earlier in the calls to, to beat the Giants. What do you expect to happen in the Dallas-San Francisco game? So San Francisco, to me, has got the second uh, or the best roster in football. Uh, and watching a, a rookie, Brock Purdy, play in the way he's playing, it's just remarkable to me. I, I just Kyle Shanahan deserves a lot of credit out there. And just like Howie Roseman did, you know, when they made the trade for uh, Christian McCaffrey, you know, it was kind of like, wow, that's going to be a good trade. Well, they're 11-0 and since he started for them. And, wow. you know, he has obviously been amazing. Uh, I didn't realize, I forgot how good he really was, both as a guy out of the eye formation and the guy coming out of the backfield catching the ball. So uh, I love San Francisco. My initial pick this year, uh, at the beginning of the year for the Super Bowl, was San Francisco and Cincinnati, and I am not backing off of that at the moment. All right. Well, Boomer, the most important question that we have for you today, and this is Boomer Esiason, yeah. of course, the NFL and CBS, but also WFAN, Boomer and Geo is the former brand manager of WIP, Spike Eskin, is the current brand manager of WFAN. Your evaluation of Spike Eskin as, uh, as your brand manager, Boomer. P-I-A. P-I-A. Yeah, pain in the ass. Oh, okay. There it is. <laughs> but in a good way. But in a yes. good way. We love him. <laughs> yes, he, he was the same for us, and that's why we one of the reasons we feel like we've yes. had success here down yes. in Philly. So, yes, he is a pain in the ass. Right. I agree. So, so I, I got to tell you, Ike, you and I are the ex-athletes. We're the yep. analysts. Uh, you know, Joe and Gio and you guys, you know, they're the radio guys, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, so the, the the program director really never says anything to me. The previous program director, Mark Chernoff, and of course Spike, they don't really come to me with any of their complaints or any of their problems. They go right to the radio guys. Yeah, yeah. they say you got to get to this break, you got to get to that break, you got to do this, you got to do that, you got to set it up this way. And I'm like, good, I don't have, I don't want to be a part of any of those meetings. So I've never asked to be a part of those meetings. So therefore, he's their pain in the ass, not mine. Well, here's the thing. Spike is very smart. He knows who to go to and who not to go to. So you're absolutely right there. <laughs> yeah, well, I love Spike. His dad, not so much, but you know, his uh, <laughs> Spike is great. Howard, Howard's another pain in the ass. Must run in the family. Yep, it does. It's genetic. Boomer, thank you. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it, brother. <laughs> All right, guys. Good luck on Saturday night. Good luck. All right, Boomer Esiason right there. Mm-hmm. Most notably the uh, – Talking about his new brand manager, or his brand manager now, Spike. I guess not a new brand manager. It's been a while. <laughs> well, yeah, a little, little uh, year and a half now. Yeah. I guess, yeah. About Still relatively new. Yeah. But there you have it. Um, <laughs> Boomer doesn't think that it's going to be uh, a, a highly competitive game. Yeah. Well, listen, he, he's followed that team. He understands that they are more of an overachieving team, right? Product of good coaching. Right. You know, and if you limit the mistakes, they're a prime example of if you don't do things to beat yourself, you give yourself a chance in the end to win some of these games. And and that's what they really have done. Yeah, I think you laid it out perfectly in, in when you were talking to Boomer about it right there, which was like a poorly coached team, you don't get those same wins no, that a exactly. well coached team gets. Yep. Daniel Jones is a much different quarterback with a well coached team, especially on offense. Mm-hmm. What you think about is even his passing numbers, 3,200 yards, 15 touchdowns to five picks. Like, they're not trying to win by him throwing the ball. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's obviously been beating his head. Don't turn the ball over. Check it down. Live to see another down. Live to see another down. Now, next year, 
add some weapons. You got to take that next step. And he has to take that next step. Yeah, because he's kind of not that this is he's starting out in the NFL, but this is the fourth year. Well, who was his first coach? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was his first coach? Was it McAdoo, right? Was it McAdoo? Was it McAdoo? No, it was Pat was it Shermer. It was Pat Shermer. Ah, you know what? I keep forgetting that Pat Shermer coached up there. Short. Two years? or Yeah, it was like it only was two short. years, I think. Yeah, It was short. And then Joe Judge comes in and all hell breaks loose. <laughs> and now it's like, like I mean, right. they, didn't, they didn't pick up his fifth-year option. That's telling that they didn't, because they, they cost themselves a lot of money in not picking up that option. And now they have, well, both guys. So now Saquon, yep. they either have to franchise. I would, I would imagine they re-signed Daniel Jones. Fair deal. Could be four years. I don't think it's in. I think he gets a tier below. You know, you know how most quarterbacks are like, you're the next guy up. Well, you have to actually be the reason why the team is winning. Four for one twenty. Yeah, something like that. Maybe yeah, something like that. Something like that. But but the idea that he's going to get two hundred and something million. Like he's not looking at a contract like Jalen and Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow and and uh, Lamar Jackson and those guys. He's a tier below that, but he'll get good money. Oh, yeah. you know, he'll get good money, but he's he's a and he may not get as many years. No, right? So no, because the Giants can say, "Oh, yeah, we like you, but we're not going to commit the next five years to you, re- six years to you." Reality is that he may be no better next year than he is this year. Right? <laughs> I don't think he turns into the worst quarterback in the league, but I also I'm not sold that he's going to take this next step and right. he's now like, "Oh man, you can win a mm-hmm. Super Bowl with Daniel Jones." No. Nah. We'll see. He needs to have – he's one of those guys that like, – like, listen, like a lot of quarterbacks, you need to enhance the talent around him. But at some point, he can't just be, be a game manager. Right. Like, he has to go out and make plays. Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, what do you mean? Isaiah Hodges apparently is the, <laughs> uh, is the next great thing in, in the NFL. And, and Slayton and, and Richie James. Well, I mean, I, I will say that – that they're never going to impress anybody or whatever, but it kind of goes into really what the Giants are, which is like they know they kind of know what they are. Like you had said it, the Giants know what they are. Mm-hmm. They know what they aren't as well, right? Yeah. So they're never going to go outside of themselves trying to do things that will cost them games or whatever. Yeah. And um, but so I saw so uh, Pro Football Talk did their divisional round picks and leave it to Mike Florio to pick the Giants to win the game. <laughs> he says. Uh, Brian Dayball has done an incredible job getting Daniel Jones to the point where he can have a playoff game like he had last week against the Vikings. This week, or no, that, oh, sorry, that's uh, that's not his pick. That's uh, the other guy's pick. All right, so he says uh, he says that the Giants are gaining momentum, improving at the right time. The Eagles have been wobbly for the past few weeks. Daniel Jones and Dexter Lawrence have become superstars oh, before our eyes. <laughs> Saquon Barkley is running as hard as ever, and Isaiah Hodges is the guy opposing defenses refuse to take seriously. Yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> yeah, I wonder why they refuse to take him serious. Because they don't. Yeah. He's truly on his uh, Travis Fulgham run. <laughs> right, exactly. Seems yes. like it. Yeah. Uh, he also he brings this up, too, and this is interesting. And we'll take a phone call coming up. He says that um, in 2008, the Eagles beat the top-seeded Giants. In 2007, the Giants beat the top-seeded Cowboys. So it can happen again. Uh, oh, yeah, we've seen it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's 15 years ago, but still, right. like <laughs> – right. But, like, you know. The t- t- well, and the two top seeds lost last year. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. We're not speaking that nonsense into existence, though. No. We'll let Florio do that. <laughs> no, I've officially stopped that. It's Thursday. Um, yeah, How's so- your anxiety? Oh, I'm cool now, man. Good. I'm good. 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 What? You're, you're, you're ready for the game. Here's, here's, what I, here's what I figured out. All right. It, it's, I blame everything on Elliot. 
Yeah. Because Elliot, like, when everybody started fighting with me the previous week, before the Giants game, I was working with Elliot. Mm -hmm. And then I worked with Elliot on Monday, and he came out and was like, this is an easy game. (laughs) No, this is exactly what the doctor ordered for the Eagles, the Giants. Right. Right. And like it's just, I was just like, he oh was my over God. the top. It was the... over the top. <laughs> yes, I'm high. Well, even no, but even today he's that's, that's a good placement. We got it in there. Been better, but he hasn't relented on the confidence that he has in this game. He's, I think he's even he's even more confident now than he was at the beginning of the week. The way he's talking. Yeah, I mean, hey, listen. I guess he feels he go all the way over the top with it. I don't know. No, but he keeps no, but he keeps saying he. he it's less about the Eagles and more about the Giants. He he, all he wants to do is say how bad the Giants bad are as a the Giants team. Are right. He was saying it again yesterday. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. All right. So Josh in Nice Town, mm-hmm. he's coming up on the other side. Jack, would you say he's the number one seed for a Jonathan Gannon hater? No, I think he's the number one seed for an emerging new caller. Oh he really? Is. Oh yeah. Oh, there you go. He's Happy the, Monday. He's on the watch list. <laughs> he is on the. He's on the bubble. He's on the the Jack Fritz watch list of uh, emerging talents. Oh. He's coming up. Herb is on the line. Many other. Rios is ready to go today. Oh, Rios. I love violence and I promote it. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Rios and Herb would make an interesting podcast. <laughs> I still got a little cough. <laughs> Herb's coming up. Your phone calls. And speaking of WFAN, wait till you hear what Tiki Barber had to say about the quarterback matchup this weekend. Does he really think Daniel Jones is a better spot than Jalen Hurts? He does. We'll play the audio for you coming up next. It's Marks and Reese on 94 WFP. Don't go anywhere. But, hey, listen, what are you doing tonight? Do you want to win club seats to Saturday's Eagles game? Well, join me, Brent Selleck. Hugh Douglas, a new WIP host, Hall of Famer, Eagles Hall of Famer. Hugh Douglas, tonight we're going to be at the Wicked Wolf Sports Pub and Club in Center City, uh, and we're there with Miller Lite because they have the best seats in the house, a pair of club seats, and we're giving them away tonight at the Wicked Wolf. It's 12th and Chestnut in Center City, Wicked Wolf Sports Club and Pub. Check it out. It's me, Selleck. Hugh Douglas, Miller Lite specials, other surprises, and you're going to register to win Eagles playoff tickets for Saturday night. That's tonight, 8 to 10 p.m., Wicked Wolf in Center City. It tastes like Miller time, Philadelphia. Celebrate responsibly. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I think Daniel Jones 
is in a better position to win this game than Jalen Hurts is for a lot of reasons. One, Daniel Jones is peaking right now. We've seen it the last few weeks of the regular season, and obviously he dominated against Minnesota. He's got a very strong run game. Jalen Hurts has been hurt for almost a month now. A lot of people are speculating that shoulder injury is a lot more than just a little AC joint sprain. He hasn't been overly consistent the last three or four weeks and his last time in the postseason against uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers a year ago he played like crap now maybe he'll be better this year but I could argue and I am arguing Daniel Jones is better prepared for this moment than Jalen Hurts is despite how great Jalen Hurts was all season long all right that's Tiki Barber (sighs) the spike guest can deliver (laughs) well on WFAN our sister station which is Brand managed by Spike Eskin. Mm-hmm. Not surprised. Uh, <laughs> Tiki leans into the Eagles-Giants rivalry. Um, so he doesn't have a problem with that. And he clearly has his blue goggles on. He clearly <laughs> said, I could, I could argue, which means that I'm making the argument I don't really believe this, what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, that's what fans do. Exactly right. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, what yeah, fans no, do. It, I mean, that's, that's what we do, yeah. Um. Yeah, so he, I mean, he really talked more about Jalen Hurts than why Daniel Jones is in a in a better spot. But I mean, he's he's make, making the case on why Jalen Hurts isn't going to have a great game mm-hmm. on Saturday night. We well, will listen, when that's one of those statements that it gets brushed off during the week. Other than here, uh, for good reason, we're not going to brush it off. But what I'm saying is, no one is really like no one buys it. So it's like throwing a pebble into the ocean, except for if they actually do beat the Eagles. Then he's a genius. Then he's a genius. But you're really no lose. Exactly. Because, yes. like you said, like Eagles win 27 to 14. No one even. Nobody's going to be like, oh, that. Tiki, I thought Daniel Jones you was sucker. this thing. Yeah, 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 that's not, yeah. Nobody's even going to remember he said it. We'll move on to the next no, game. We're the only yeah. But if they, if, if they lose. Tiki will be on telling you, I told you Daniel Jones was in a better position than well, Jalen Hurts. Tiki will be on this show on Tuesday. Yeah, see? <laughs> exactly. There you go. <laughs> Spike will deliver right point. down here. Yeah, yep. That's a good yep. point. Yep. All right, uh, so Jack, do you blame Spike or do you, uh, how much <laughs> do you blame Spike for, uh, for Tiki's statement here? Well, I think he's just ready for a playoff game on Saturday. Damn right. He's trying to prop up his guy. And honestly, like, I'm sure Giants fans are kind of approaching this game like, eh, hey, we'll see what happens. Tiki's just, he's laying down like, yeah. we, we, we should be going down expecting to win. Yeah. That's, what, that's what a leader of a former uh, franchise would do. Yeah, that's that's kind of how I look at it. He's on in New York, and let's face it, Tiki has been trying to get back in the good graces of that New York fan base for some time. And, you know, being a pro-Giant guy as one of the Giant greats, I mean, he's in the Giants' ring of honor. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, he they, they may be looking to Tiki to give them some type of hope or what have you. So he's almost like the Ike Reese he is of, of, the, the, of the fan. Did I say that? Yes. Some, yeah, some are saying. Well, I'm pretty sure Spike probably told well, you I'm, that, Well, I'm pretty sure you're more popular <laughs> as well than the, in, well, I don't, the I don't know. In New York? Well, maybe there's more people because there's more people in New York, but if you're talking on a percentage basis. I'm definitely basis, more light than Tiki yes. is. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you're beloved. <laughs> yes. Ike is a beloved eagle. Is Tiki beloved? Well, not by us. Well, certainly not. <laughs> but you said it. 
He leans into this rivalry, which oh, yeah. I love. Always have. I, I love the fact that Runyon, Runyon and Strahan and uh, yeah. all your teams. Donovan's coming up at 4 o'clock. He'll talk about it as well. So mm-hmm. I just remember that uh, Tiki's last game was that 06 uh, yes. game he lost here. Yep. He, in his last year, he rushed for 1,600 yards. It's unbelievable. <laughs> 1,800 yards the year before. Yeah, he really wanted to get in TV bad. <laughs> he did. <laughs> now he's working. He probably cut, short, cut short a Hall of Fame career. Yeah, he, he. I mean, he did. I mean, he could have if he had. If he played another three years, you figure is another another. I don't know two twenty two hundred easily has another three thousand yards, like close to three thousand yeah. in those years. And then yeah. he's going to get receiving yards because he was excellent out of the backfield and he yep. always scored touchdowns. And they won the Super Bowl. And they won. Yeah. And he. And he, yeah. Yep. 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 Now his brother may get in, and he may never get in. Well, he'll never get in. Mm. No. Yeah, Tiki won't get in. No, no, just right. not. Yeah. Not well, Rondé may get in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm mm. with you. Yeah, because that all that'll be well, of course, yes. videos of that. <laughs> but that's his that's his, his signature his moment. Bigger, yes, his biggest play. Yeah. Twitter questions today brought to you by Mark's Jewelers. If you're looking to get engaged, visit the home team with the best selection of diamond engagement rings that fit every budget. Visit marks-jewelers.com. Let's see, because the question we're asking is, and this is this is in a positive way. We're just saying that. The, uh, going into the postseason, if you had to choose, which worries you more, the offense or the defense? And it's 61%, so it really isn't that lopsided. Mm-hmm. The defense is uh, more worrisome heading into the playoffs right here, I agree. Yeah, and I'm not surprised. Um, and I'm not going to tell people that you shouldn't have any concerns about the defense. I just don't think you should be as concerned about the defense as some are. I think this defense is way better than we give it credit for. Um, I understand against top-flight quarterbacks, we don't necessarily look great. Most defenses don't. But I do also understand giving your players something to go into a battle against those top-flight quarterbacks with that gives them a fighting chance. So I, I get it. I get it. I just think there aren't as many of those quarterbacks available. And if we play a 17-game schedule – and I play a top-flight quarterback three three out of the 17 games, well, guess how? You're still winning a lot of games. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Until you get to the playoffs. And, well, and the thing about this year is you're not facing a top-flight quarterback, at least what you would consider. Right. Dak would be yeah. your best quarterback you would face. Yep. Be Dak Prescott. Yeah. And we know – and we've struggled against Dak. I've said that. Dak. Yeah, for whatever reason, that, that matchup yeah. is not great for the Eagles. Yep. All right, let's go. So, so the uh, the president of Jonathan Gannon's uh, anti fan club is Josh in Nice Town, mm. an emerging caller on the Marks and Reese show. He joins us right now. Josh, how are you, buddy? I, I I'm losing it. I'm I'm losing it. Well, why, right, why, why are you losing it? Why? I, or you listen, lost it? <laughs> this Sirianni, uh, uh, a Philadelphia thing. I don't. I wouldn't give a damn if it's a taco thing. I'm, I'm tired of his T-shirts. I'm tired of his sweat. All I do, all I need you to do is coach. For God's sake, that's coach. I know you ain't good at it. For God's sake, coach. This is the Giants. This is the Giants. You're supposed to be able to beat the Giants. I don't need your freaking sweatshirt, T-shirt. So what, what was he wearing specifically? No, it, it, it's a Philly thing. He doesn't like the slogan T-shirt, sweatshirts. What? Who gives a damn? <laughs> well, you do because you're so mad. Why don't you just ignore it? He, what, what, what do you want him to wear? A white T-shirt? 
course he's going to rep. Of course he's going to rep what the Eagles are doing right now. I, I just need Winkum, Blinkum, and Nod to coach. Winkle, That's all I need. Winkle, I know. Nod. I, 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 I know. <laughs> Gannon, this third-rate defensive coordinator, is going to zone us to death and make <laughs> Daniel Jones look like a freaking all-star. Happy Monday. <laughs> I am I am over the top. I am losing it. <laughs> gotta get they Don't lose it this Okay, Josh, let me let me okay, hang in there with me here for a second. Cause we got different 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 offenses will dictate the type of game plan you put together. So I will say this to you. Don't flip out, but it's a great idea that the Eagles play more zone this week than man. Now let me explain to you why. When you play man coverage, you can't find the quarterback when he's running. You're playing against a quarterback that probably runs better than he throws. So you're going to play a little more zone this week so you have more eyes on Daniel Jones in case he decides to take off. Their passing game isn't much of a threat. Daniel Jones running the ball on passing downs is more of a threat than anything. So you won't get as much man defense this week. You're going to get a little more zone this week. Is that okay with you, Josh? A little more zone this week. Now, if they play the Cowboys next week, we got to come out of that zone stuff. I'm with you. All I need these guys to do is coach the freaking game. Get a freaking... So, Josh, who would you I make give, taco soup sometimes for my family? Um, the, if you were doing the coaching advantage from between the Giants and the Eagles, who would you say has the coaching advantage in this game? Gables, because these two, these three idiots couldn't coast their way out of wet paper bag. So are you? Are, hold on. So <laughs> I can't believe you feel this way about the coaches at fourteen and well, three. He was, he said he wanted to choke Jonathan Gannon out one of the last times he called. Right? <laughs> wow, that's what it was. They have no steam, people. I, I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> All right, Josh. Yeah. All right, see you, buddy. There you go. And I, and I listening to him, I, I, I see why he's moving up your YouTube right. call board. Yeah. <laughs> see, that's all emotion right there. Right. That, that, that was all emotion right there. That's what I want. I want honestly less logic and facts, more pure emotion. Is, right. is my is my right. attitude. I'm trying to give him logic, and he didn't really want to yeah, hear any yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's uh, our best caller. So I would say Wade is Wade is is the Wade d- definitely has a better. Yeah, like you mean OG Wade? OG Wade. Or Wade from Chester. Oh, he screams, screams logic, yeah. Knowledge without college. Well, listen, he was pretty much right at everything that he said. We, I laughed at him. Oh, he was right about Jalen. Hey, yeah, hey. B- b- blind squirrel finds a nut every once oh. in a while. Broken clock is right twice a day. That sounds like a good Twitter question. Was, was Wade more correct or lucky? You know what I mean, Jack? Like, oh, yeah, I'm just... sure people have very nice comments about our callers on, I, well, on Twitter. Well, that's, that's another thing I'm looking for. <laughs> and every day, oh, this, I changed the channel when this guy calls in. <laughs> Liars! <laughs> Man. Let's go to, uh, oh, God. let's get through some calls here. John and Abington. John, what's up? What's up, my guys? Hi, John. What's up, John? Oh, man, I'm telling you, like, my thing is defense. So... The reason why I say that is they can't let Barkley and the, this quarterback Jones run. Mm-hmm. You got to tackle. You got to tackle. You got to you got to do what you got to do up front. So I'm not too much concerned about their wide receivers because Minnesota let them guys run, run wild last week. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. We aren't going to do that. Mm-mm. 
our thing is that we just got to tighten it up. If we tighten up that defense, we're going to win. That's it. That's my thing. The other thing is they got to take a page out of Belichick's thing of what he used to say in the playoffs. And what was that, Ike? Uh, play to win. Do your job. Do your job. That's exactly right. Do your job. Who said play to win? If they, if they you do play that to win that, the game. Yes. Well, if they do that mindset, do your job, and each individual mm-hmm. comes together and does their job, and they probably win. win. Yeah. That's got to go throughout the whole playoffs, though, right? So, so John, quickly, when you say tighten it up on defense, what do you mean? Just don't make mistakes, better tackling, and things like that? Because we know tackling's been an issue with this team. Yeah, John. You, you know the thing is that you can't you can't let these guys you can't let them run. like we we gave up a lot of runs, a lot of yardage, didn't yeah. we? Mm-hmm. During the season. I mean, well, you got to tighten it up in the playoffs. You got to do what you got to do. You got a great running back coming in here Saturday night. He's a good running back. Yeah. So you know you got to tighten that up. You know if that opens up and he runs ten, twelve yards a, a copy, we're 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 in trouble there. Because then you're moving the ball. Now you're getting first downs. Yeah, that and, and that's my, my my concern with the defense is that there's some missed tackles and they're able to capitalize and get a first down and now they're driving and now they you know they're staying on the field for a long time. That's really how they have to operate. Yeah, if they don't score touchdowns, it don't matter. Yeah, you're right. You're right. They 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 have to be willing to go for it on fourth down as far as to, to settle for some of those field goals. Herb from Northeast Philly joins us. What's up, Herb? These people are going crazy today, boy. Uh-oh. Where you been, Herb? Um, unbelievable, boy. I tell you, they're coming in from the east. They're coming in from the west. They're coming in from north, south, all over. But at the end of the night, we're going to shoot them down. Eagles. Eagles. 44. Giants. 24. Oh, wow. Ooh, boy. Like that. Wow. Yeah. 44 to 24? I like that. Uh, listen, mm. uh, Johnny Marks, you're having a party on Monday night, right? Huh? Sports writers, you're the president? No. So, uh, so my, no. My so, so, listen, John Marks. Not another one of those. Yeah, yeah there's a John Marks that's yes. a, a longtime writer. I know John Marks. That, yes, of course. He's yeah. been writing in town for a long time. <laughs> yes, it is not I don't me. Know him. I mean, I know of him. Yeah. I know him, yes. That is not me, Herb. Yeah, Believe it or not. I'm having a party. My friend's ready to buy three tickets, and I'm buying one. Well, you won't see me there. Do you understand? Monday, you understand yeah, Monday it? night yeah, at the Double care. Tree. Oh, at nice. the Double Tree, huh? Nice. Yeah, Look at you, yeah, Big Jay Spender. Wright. They're all going to be there. A lot of, a lot cool. of, now, Herb, now, Herb, don't you already know Jay Wright? Yeah, of course I know Jay Wright. I'm wearing my 54 hat. Oh, the nice. one that I gave him. The $1,000 hat that I gave him, yeah. $1,000 hat? You know how you knew you knew who passed away a couple of days ago. A lot of people that played at Villanova. No, they coached for the Boston Celtics. Chris he, Ford, and he also coached for the uh, Sixers. I I did not see Chris the Chris Ford. Chris Ford. I didn't yeah. see that. Chris Ford. Chris Ford. Play okay. Chris Ford played with Howard Porter when I was at, at Villanova. the funeral for Howard Porter at the Villanova Church. Mm-hmm. Okay. They were they were all there. Jay Wright, they were all gotcha. there. Gotcha. I gave I I bought hats a thousand dollars from Six Smiths, number fifty four, Howard Porter. How many hats it did you buy? A thousand dollars worth for the old team. Oh, okay, guy. I thought the we're, guys we're... that played on that going over team right. that year 
that Porter died. All right, Herb. Jay Ray gave him all, gave the team, all the team, and I got the last one. So, Herb, I, listen, listen. Yeah. Um, we didn't, we 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 hadn't heard from you, so we were worried you weren't going to be able to give the uh, give the victory pregame speech tomorrow. Will you be available to give a pep I'm speech around, tomorrow? I'll be around tomorrow. Where are you going to be? Here. Right. Here what? We're, we're at? at the studio. At, at the studio, oh, yes. The we're, studio. And we're, not, we're not inviting you in the studio. No, we're just we just want you to call. call. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chicken and Pete's. Yeah. No, we're on Mondays at Chickies and Pete's still. I know, but I'm saying you should be with a playoff game coming up. You should have booked it. He should have booked it Friday and Monday. Why? Mondays. Yep. Mondays always with with Brandon Graham. Well, call call Chickies and Pete's right now and ask to speak to Pete and tell him we should be there on Friday, right? Of course, I tell him when I say. But listen, E A G L E S Eagles all the way this year, babe. All right, there he is, Herb. Thank you, Herb. Yeah. Um, now tomorrow he gives his keys to the game and then gives the speech to the mm-hmm. team. In, in all seriousness, uh, met Chris Ford uh, last year. I believe it was probably his great granddaughter, but it could have been his granddaughter. Uh, they uh, played on the same volleyball team, traveling volleyball team as my daughter did. And really, met him, yeah, met him. Um, we were down in D.C. during President's Weekend for. Uh, national tournament down there for that entire weekend so like i said uh, my daughter and his granddaughter are on the same team or were on the same team last year and i thought it was pretty cool that uh chris ford was there now i was like one of the few from the team that knew who like chris ford was like of the parents and everything right like, man that's chris ford you know, yeah so if celtics if you were and is a is a south jersey guy mm-hmm. and and played at villanova and at for a short time, was the seventy side. I don't think him and AI got got along very well, Chris. Right. Ford. I think that was the. That I, wa- was... I waited to the second day to bother him. Oh yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, I didn't bother him the first day, but the f- second day, I had to spend a little time over there. A couple former athletes chopping it up. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, so I remember, like my first, my some of my first earliest memories of of sports are the Celtics and and the Seventy Sixers, and oh, he yeah. was a Celtic, and then he was an assistant coach. So you had. Mm-hmm. You had Casey Jones and Hubie Brown and and um and Chris Ford on the bench among others, and yeah, so like I you didn't re- I didn't realize I was older. I'm like, oh, he's actually a Philly guy. Like well, probably when he came back and coached the Sixers. Yeah, yeah, that is um I, I almost forgot that he coached the Sixers. That was during that was that during that Randy Ayers. It was at, it was, was it around that time. So he, I think he Jim O'Brien. I believe he finished the season for somebody right. For, it, I, yeah, I, think it, it the, I, going, um, I think it was Randy Ayers. I think it was Randy Who's the other coach I'm thinking of? Eddie Jordan. No, so that was Who said Doug he Collins. didn't need a point. He didn't need Doug, a point guard. Princeton offense. Doug Collins yeah. came in and um and he took over for Eddie Jordan. Eddie Jordan. Okay. And with the, pretty much the same roster, he turned him into a playoff. Team. Right. Okay. And then pe- the guys were like, "I hate this." After that, they hated him. But <laughs> right. I think he took over for Randy Ayers because it, it was like. The story with the Randy Ayers was that nobody respected him, and Iverson was walking all over him. Mm-hmm. And they brought in Chris, and they made Chris Ford the Chris Ford the interim, and he wouldn't have an Iverson's whatever. Right, right. And they they bought no that probably clashed, yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. And then he I, he was gone after that. I think that was the the last yeah, time he so actually coached. It went Larry Brown ninety eight to 03, Randy Ayers 04, Chris Ford 04. Okay, and then Jim O'Brien. Yep. Yeah, Jim O'Brien came in, and that that was, a, that was short term too. Yeah, that was. One uh, year, and then Mo Cheeks, 06, though. Uh, Mo. Yeah, Mo. And Mo Cheeks, I, I saw him on the Warriors bench the other night. Oh, is that yeah, where he's at? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I didn't know where he was. Okay. Oh, yeah. 
80's no, he's still McConnell. coaching. Yeah. Yep. What'd you say? 80s TJ McConnell. Yeah, it's it's like like boy, don't I, ever disrespect Mo Cheeks so, like that. So like I, I'm literally I'm <laughs> literally thinking, how is he going to disrespect Maurice? Right, he, oh, he does it every time we bring right. up his name, you, dude. Dude, are you kidding me? The '80s TJ McConnell. To, to me, like when you might, when you say stuff about Will, I I laugh at that because I think it's funny. When you say stuff about Mo, it hurts. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I mean, my, 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 my favorite 76er ever. Mo Cheeks. Maurice Cheeks. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Man, Jack. 215-592-9494. Talking about Maurice Cheeks like that. Man, Doc, Doc, Doc was like, pass me the ball. We're going to win a championship. Maurice said, hell no. I'm dunking I'm it dunking myself. dunking ball, yeah. A guy who never dunked in a game. He would just do the finger roll. It's the only time I ever seen him dunk was that one. That was at, it. At the end of the Sixers-Lakers game. Man, he was good. Yeah, Mo. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. All right. Wait, he sung a national anthem with the girl in Portland. Yes, that was. Yeah. Stepped right in Stepped and put right his in. arm around her and helped her through it. Never disrespect Mo Cheeks, man. No, man. I would never. And by the way, a really good player, Maurice Cheeks. Better, well, a better person. Oh, Mason. Yeah. He's in the Hall of Fame, isn't he? No. Yes. Well, but, everybody's in the Hall right, of Fame. That's in what. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he, he is a Hall of Fame. I will say that everybody's in the Basketball Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's I, yeah, it's different than than a lot of. How the bad do you have to be to not be in the basketball? Well, it's not quite that. Dude, you know what the ultimate test is going to be? Is if Ben's counting stats by the end get him, get him close. Right. Yeah. Well, well if, he ke- if he keeps playing, but the problem is three time All Star. Yeah, he may never make another All Star team. Nope. Nah. No, it's over. The, the whole Ben Simmons thing is over. <laughs> he may He's never been make another All Star team. He's been exposed. All right. Coming up, so we have he one. Had a triple double the other night. Did he? Yeah, with the five, five, and five. Of course, the ten, ten, and ten one. Ten, yes, ten, yes, <laughs> yes. So we talked to Boomer at three o'clock. We go to another quarterback, but this is our quarterback, Donovan McNabb. Mm. How does he see it going down on Saturday? And his thoughts on Jalen's shoulder, uh, Eagles, Giants stuff, and much more. Donovan McNabb coming up next. Marks and Reese on 94 WFP. Hey, listen, let's talk about betting for a second. Yeah, betting with BetMGM. Even if that wager misses, it can still be a slam dunk with BetMGM. An authorized gaming partner of the NBA just place a NBA one-game parlay wager with four legs or more. If you miss one leg, you'll receive up to $25 back. Just opt into the promotion on BetMGM's app or website. With one-game parlay, you can make selections within a single NBA game, including team and player props. So go ahead, take your favorite NBA star to score big, the home team to cover, and the over in points. Opt into the promotion, then place an NBA one-game parlay wager of four legs or more, and you'll get up to $25 back in free bets. If one, or You just get $25 back if one miss, you miss one leg. BetMGM. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.